You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. And welcome to another episode of the Podmania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Goodwin. It is Bound for Glory season. We're all very, very excited. And I say we. I am joined by Garth, as always. How are you, Garth? Good, good. Yes, looking forward to it. Yeah, so, and I am joined again by Chris. Chris has managed to what? jump onto this podcast for some reason. Chris, how are you? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, I volunteered to talk about TNA. What's, what's actually happening? And you've sort of given away the amount of time you haven't watched Impact in because you keep calling it TNA. Which sort of <laughs> gives it away. I haven't watched it since, oh God, when Kurt Angle was doing his retirement tour, so 2015, 2016. You are an excellent reference point to be reviewing this show with us, Chris. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, in all honesty, you, uh-huh. you watch this show in a bit of a bubble. Is that right? Like, this is your first uh, real taste of impact in a while. Um, well, I watched Bound for Glory, well, highlights of Bound, well, the Botchamania of Bound for Glory last year. <laughs> right. Uh, so that went from, I watched Bound for Glory, to, I watched highlights of Bound for Glory, to, <laughs> I watched the botchy bits of Bound for Glory. Which, what, which my, what I've heard from last year was the best bits of Bound for Glory. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, no. But... Like aside from the botchy 2017 Bound for Glory, um, this show, the the go home for Bound for Glory is your first taste of, you know, the new regenerated impact. What did you think? Well, well, I watched very quickly. I watched the Ishimori match from Slammiversary. Yes. And I watched um, and I watched that one episode for when Gareth was on holiday. Oh yes, of course. So, so I. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, apart from that, I'm basically in a bubble. Yeah. So what did you think of this show? It was better than the last one because there was less video packages. Yes. Yeah, they seem to have listened to fan uproar about the amount of fan packages. Uh, sorry, fan packages, uh, video packages, which seem to be just overpowering the show. But here we had a lot of wrestling. Uh, one match which went nearly twenty minutes. So I'm more than happy about that. Goth my impact sort of sidekick. What was... <laughs> I couldn't think of the word that Robin. I wanted, and I'm 99% sure sidekick isn't the word I wanted either. Thanks. It's all right. You're like the Robin to my Batman. Um, so, so that's the nicest anyone has been to Gaff. <laughs> the poor Heyman to my Brock Lesnar. To be fair, I don't think I'm young enough to be Robin anymore. That is true. No, More like Alfred. The Ishii or Okada. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, what did you think of this episode, mate? I thought it was alright. I enjoyed the matches. Um, it seemed, I mean, it seemed a sort of flyby when I watched it. To be honest, I watched it like mainly yesterday. Um, but yeah, no sort of other than I don't know, maybe Scarlet Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah, that might have helped the fact that you know what? there's no Scarlet Bordeaux in the show. Yeah. Which who the fuck is she? I've seen her all over, but literally just her ass. That's all I've seen of her. 
Yeah, uh, basically, Scarlet Bordeaux is a very, very good in-ring talent, from what I've seen. Um, but she has come to Impact to basically, from what I can gather and from what me and Garth have ranted about for what must be cumulatively hours on end, um, <laughs> is that she's basically trying to be Sable from the 90s, which is in itself sort of bringing back years and years of hard work from women wrestling at the moment. That's worrying. Well, yeah. Is she going to marry Brock Lesnar or TNA's equivalent Brock Lesnar? Well, it was Bobby Lashley, but... Um, so that's basically what Scarlet Bordeaux is. She has her own show called The Smoke Hello. Show, which is a travesty. Um, <laughs> she goes round, touches herself and other people, and basically takes credit for a lot of things. Even in this show, Don Carlson and Josh Matthews talked endlessly in this in this opening match, especially about what Scarlet, but how much Scarlet Bordeaux has achieved in her tenure in Impact Wrestling. And I genuinely thought to myself, what the fuck has she achieved? Like, what has she actually done? She's learned how. She took one on one and had to do a Canadian destroyer. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. That was oh god, right. Speaking of Scarlet Bordeaux, this pretty much leads us into our first match for this go-home show. And Jesus, if you didn't know this was the go-home show for Bound for Glory, you knew it by the end of the show because I think Josh Matthews must have said the words. Was it Conda dot? Is it Conda dot com? Conda. What even is Conda dot com? A print company that's to just print things. Yeah, because Josh cr- Matthews said all his merch comes from Comda.com and everyone yeah. went, nobody buys your merch, Josh. He has merch? Apparently. But he said that every time he mentioned Bound for Glory, it was Comda.com presents. So it was just such a yeah. mouthful. And it, it was just like, just call it Bound for Glory. Everyone knows it's Comda.com because you're wearing those hats. So just let's, come on, focus. Um, But anyway... We started with a four-way between Petey Williams, Jack Evans, Trevor Lee, and Puma King. This was set up last week. Uh, somehow, it wasn't exactly cleared up whether this was a sort of final to the talent search, or yeah. if this was like just a battle between the men, or if Scarlet Bordeaux had set it up, or if they were fighting for the affection of Scarlet Bordeaux. I mean... What we getting clear very, very quickly was that Scarlet Bordeaux wasn't even there. I was just gonna say that, like she was on the commentary for the last time. For Eli but not Drake. this time, yeah. Yeah. So the, it was like, what is the point in this match? Of course, you know, I wasn't complaining. This match was extremely good. Um It had somebody it had someone who looked like they come out Thundercats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He looks looks like the trophy equivalent of a Thundercat. I tell you what, though, he could move. I popped so hard for Jack Evans. Um, I knew nothing about Jack Evans. I knew nothing about Jack Evans going in. I knew nothing about Puma King going in, apart from the fact that Puma King was a luchador. That was literally the only thing I knew. Um, In the case of Jack Evans, if you're like from my generation of Smacks, um, (laughs) we probably went through... Um, a stage where you love Jack Evans. He, he's like he was the first guy who really started doing the six thirty sent on. Yeah, which well, I hit. honestly, I honestly thought he cocked it up. <laughs> he did that. 
he's all, he's getting up there now. Um, I, th- I thought he'd missed that and sort of he went one more than he should have. <laughs> he also only just clipped as well, didn't he? Um, but let's start with Garth for this match. <laughs> Garth, what did you think of this match? <clears throat> I enjoyed it. It was a fun sort of fun four-way. The only, I mean, the, the problem I always have with four-way matches is someone gets a clothesline and they're out on the side of the ring for five minutes. Yeah. Um, which is what happened with um, Jack Evans. He was out there for ages and he'd only been, I think he'd had a clothesline off like Trevor Lee maybe. Mm. Um, another thing I took was um, Trevor Lee spent so much time taunting. He like, did? Too long. Like yeah, too much time. And, and I don't know if it's part of the character or if it's part of the story they're trying to tell about how he keeps losing matches. But um, I think it was funny. It was, I mean, it was a good match. The outcome, I just don't understand why Petey Williams won this match, though. No, and I'll rant about that in a minute. Chris, what did you think? <clears throat> Chris? It was fine. <laughs> Sorry, it was absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> so everything's a bit choppy because of post office into that. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it was it was a fine X division match, like what you'd see about what you'd see on most impacts when I was watching. Yeah, yeah. at least Grado's not the fucking X division anymore. Um, just it was fine. I, I enjoyed Jack Evans. I'm never not going to enjoy Jack Evans. Um, he's the highlight of flippy shit. Um, I I was somewhat in knowledge of everyone in this match and it was fine. I don't mind Pete Williams winning, but then again, I don't know much about TNA right now. So, um, I had a couple of issues with it. I will start with saying it was a decent match. I thought the Puma King looked very, very good. His springboard co-breaker on Trevor Lee looked really cool. Um, I thought Jack Evans did his flippy shit well. You know, he hit the 6.30 just... Um, you know, there was a standing moonsault, then there was like a drop kick into a moonsault, which was really cool. So he yeah, did cool. himself um you know, everyone was talking about Jack Evans at the end of this match. Um I wanna just pick up on Garth's point where he said they'd spoken about how Trevor Lee was a great competitor, but he kept losing. And then he was the man that took the pin in this match. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense for Petey Williams to win. Trevor Lee had everything to gain from winning this match. Puma King, he doesn't even wrestle for the company. Have him take the pinfall. What what has he got to lose from this? Really? I mean, Or Jack Evans, because he just makes his living off of gifts. Exactly. (laughs) Jack Evans literally has nothing to lose. But in the end, it's Trevor Lee that takes the Canadian Destroyer and... You know, sells it like an absolute motherfucker as well. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and Petey Williams is <clears throat> your victor. It's it was a good, the only thing it was a good think, opening, but do you think it was because they're triple A talent and they're just like, no, we're not having them lose yeah, on I think impact? I was going to say, I think it's partly that, and they can they can continue a story after this, maybe with Tre- Trevor Lee and Petey Williams because I mean, Scarlett Bordeaux didn't even come out at the end of the match. It didn't announce. What they'd won. No, well, something that I thought as well. Pete Williams stayed in the ring a long time like he was looking for something, like he was looking for a microphone or something, and then (laughs) we just cut off. Mm -hmm. 
it was it was very strange, very tra- strange transition, and it's it's not the first time it happens in this show. Um, you shouldn't get that. Um, seeing how it's a taped show, this was taped months ago, exactly. or not months, but weeks ago. It was taped in the middle of September, fourteenth and the fifteenth. I know that because of the amount of fucking adverts for it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's you're right. It shouldn't be as choppy. And there was a there was a glaring mistake with the commentary. And it bugged me for the entire show. I'll go into it in a minute. Um, but after this, Rich Swan was interviewed, um, <laughs> talking about this how he just, yeah, just basically just ripping into Matt Seidel and Ethan Page about their third eye bullcrap. He calls it. Um, fr- fricking. He kept fr- saying fricking. Yeah, he he's on the cusp of swearing very very loudly. <laughs> he is. Um, <laughs> But he wants to so badly. He really I just, does. Just waiting for him to say more fucker. Do you know what though? I love Rich One. I think he's absolutely mint. He is. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this match because Matt Seidel can go in the ring as well, and as can his brand new partner for Bound for Glory, Willie Mack. Willie Mack. I love Mack. I love the Mack. I did pop slightly when I found out it was Willie Mack. I genuinely, th- I don't understand where Juventud Guerrera is going to get into this show if he has been signed for Bound for Glory, which is what I've saw on the internet. So, not entirely sure how he's going to fit in, but Willie Mack, fantastic. Very, very happy with that. Um, Juventud will just work for contestion stands. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he'll be a really, really random special guest referee. Um, Handing out the juice. <laughs> maybe. Um, we then move on to Grado uh, taking yes. on Maximo, a member of Triple A. Um, this was interesting. I thought it was fun. It was good. I am going to start with Chris because Chris adored this match for some reason. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, first of all, ICW fan, so anything get Grado is in is perfect. Grado's oh, fantastic. So, um, also, uh, Maximo is what we called um, predatory gay. <laughs> what? <laughs> is he? <laughs> Maximo, if Grado doesn't want to kiss you, don't try to kiss him. Yeah, but... if the storyline of the match is that he wants to kiss another man, for God's sake. <laughs> it's, be- it's the most triple A thing ever. But, In um... fairness, it was quite funny. Yeah, it was. It's not meant to be anything but a fun comedy match. And considering no. the last comedy match was off in TNA with this fella fucking bar, well, I found this quite funny. Don Callis, like, Don Callis called him the the Mexican Grado. Yes, he did. Yeah, and what I loved definitely parallel. I loved that. Um, what I loved about was uh, hit Don Callis burying um, Grado as oh, it goes on. Yeah. And big, oh, poor Grado. Oh no, bless him. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Garth. What did you think of this match? I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't a wrestling masterclass, but it was what they <laughs> no. did. And what they did with the time was was fun. And there was that little. Um, I really, for some reason, I really laughed at the um the sort of thing where Grado sort of knelt down behind him and he tripped over him. <laughs> yeah. Bounced him off the ropes and then did that. I just for some reason, I thought, yeah, that's really good. It's just the type of thing you can imagine someone who's a shit wrestler would do. Yeah. I mean, these two genuinely had really good chemistry. And mm-hmm. despite the 
rather silly undertones. It was it was a good comedy match. You can't you know you can't argue with that. Eventually, Maximo does have get proper locks on to Grado. <laughs> there was no there was no you know half hearted peck. This was proper locked on. And, no time. Um, Schoolboy's in for the win. Grado after the match goes. Shakes Maximus' hand and then plants the longest, wettest kiss <laughs> on Maximo's face. It's hilarious, and Maximo faints. Um, that was good. Yeah. The only thing that I take issue with in this match, I, like I say, it was it was fine for what it was. Did this need to be on the go home show? Considering Grado's not on the card. And considering that last week he watched his friend get butchered by Murder Clown. <laughs> so did this need to be on the go-home show? That's my question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they obviously just need to fill time, don't they? They do. If it wasn't there, it would be a video package. Yeah. Yeah. And when you consider that there was no Sue Young on this show, um, there was no... Tay Valkyrie didn't turn up on this show. Uh, there was no OVE, save for a... Um, no, we didn't even get an OVE video package this week. There was no Pentagon, there was no Phoenix. We had a random um, sort of promo package for them, which was fine, but they weren't there. I just think that, you know, in those the people who were actually on the card would have been yeah. a better use of time. Um, anyway, we then cut backstage, and we are with the face team of Falabar, Johnny Impact and Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is intense as he begins to call out Moose, calling him by his real first name, Quinn. You know <laughs> shit is going down when you don't have kayfabe names anymore. And yeah. basically says that for getting Alicia involved last week, he is going to absolutely batter them. Um, you know, decent little interview segment. Falabar is an absolute gem and he should be world champion forever. Um... Johnny Impact is just a charismatic, sexy motherfucker. And Eddie Edwards, I'm enjoying the crazy character more and more. Yeah, what I good. found awesome about this was these three people represent the three brands of PPW. <laughs> um, Go on, then. Who's who? Johnny Impact is trimmed. He, Johnny Impact is trimmed to the point, so he's CXT. Um, Eddie Edwards is crazy and makes no sense, so he's ignition. And wow. okay. um, Falabar is um, and Falabar is bloated, so he shows. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Standing, yes, he is. Um, anyway, we then had a cool LAX OGs video package. I love this feud. It was, I've got. Uh, I put in my notes like after reading that, I'm, I'm really sort of hyped for this match. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The Concrete Death Match, or the Concrete Jungle Death Match, which I was talking to you last week, Garth, has been... Child Death Match. Pardon? Say again, Chris. The Child Death Match. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's not it's not a proper ICW Death Match, unfortunately. Um, but we do have exposed turnbuckles and an exposed ring canvas, or an exposed ring <clears throat> flooring, I should say. So... You know, it's it's going to be decent. I'm I'm looking forward to it. They're doing as much as they can in the constraints they have, um, and if their match at Slammiversary is anything to go by, this is going to be a very 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 good match. Yeah. Uh, we then got our Global Wrestling Network flashback of the week, 
uh, from Bound for Glory 2010, <laughs> and I have no problem telling any of you that I skipped it. I skipped. <laughs> yeah, I skipped uh, it. You skipped it? Well, it was a match between Mickey James, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and Madison Rain, and I think... Well, I- Actually, because I did watch Bound for Glory, Mickey James was the special guest referee, not a oh, competitor. Oh well, yeah, because yeah. it was um, it was Tara, aka Victoria. That's that's it, not Mickey James. Okay, well she won anyway, so I I I'm not going to rant again. I do it every week. I'm not going to do it this week. Um, we then got two things. We then got the video package that hyped the OVE rules match between OVE, Sammy Callahan, Jake, and Dave Christ. And Pentagon, Phoenix, and Brian Cage. I am into the feud. I'm into the match. Garth first. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we should have Impact's biggest show of the year with only two titles being defended? Uh, Well, no, but they've only got like the the four and Brian Cage is in the triple threat, so he's not going to have his on the line, is he? But could Pentagon and Phoenix have not found someone else for this match so that Brian Cage could defend his match? It's not like this feud has been brewing for, you know, months and months and months. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the last show of the um, the Canada tapings, so you could have quite easily subbed someone else in. Yeah, I'm just thinking that you know we've got no tag team defense because obviously of the Concrete Jungle Death Match, and we've got no X Division Championship defense because we've got Brian Cage tied up in the six man tag. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, this match is going to be absolutely fantastic. 